Hello there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals, all of whom are loved and welcomed in this space. Welcome to a brand new episode of Bad Betches, the only Bad Batch-focused discussion show hosted by the Imperial Senate podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and joining me, as always, are my beloved co-hosts, Nikki Kumar and Claire Stripling. Hello! Hey, everyone! How's it going? (laughs) Hello! Yeah, not Happy too bad. Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Life is life is swell. Life is where busy. are you now? You're you're in a new location. I am. I am in Portland, Oregon. For any any Portland fans out there, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm in I'm in your neck of the woods. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's fun. A lot of a lot of stuff going on up here. So been busy, but always got time to watch some Star Wars. We will find time. We will make time. (laughs) Doing well. You know, it's been a very busy two weeks and uh, it's nice to get back together and and discuss our our bad batch, the the good batch in our hearts, though. And it was someone's birthday, wasn't it? Claire? Oh, it was my birthday. And then then it was Noah's birthday yesterday. (laughs) And I gotta tomorrow say, like, is Nikki's birthday, and tomorrow's Nikki's birthday. It's just like, man, what were what was going on nine months prior for all of us? It was oh, a Lord. very horny, horny it's a ripe time. It's a ripe time. <laughs> the moon, Funny. moon was out, looking good. So many cuts babies. To, yeah, cuts to just two parents being like, "Look, we're gonna make a Star Wars kid." <laughs> <laughs> the force is but strong the, with these swimmers. But, Put the lightsaber lamp on. <laughs> stuff. Um, yeah, good to, good to know that we've won a good week then. Um, we'll celebrate Nikki's birthday tomorrow. Clay, you had your birthday. Uh, had fun? All good? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All good. All good. Exhausted, but good. How many Lulas <laughs> Still recovering. Your birthday? How many Lulas? Oh, I would give my my birthday a solid, a solid 10 out of 10 Lulas for sure. I mean, I went to Galaxy's Edge for the first time, and God, what else did I do? I went to Sir. I'm a really big fan of the show Vanderpump Rules, and I went to Sir, <laughs> and I met Peter, and I saw Lisa Vanderpump walk next to my table, and I nearly had a heart attack, and my heart fell out of my butt, and I nearly died right there into my into my uh, whatever. I can't remember what the very clever name of the delicious mezcal spicy jalapeno cocktail I had, but I was just like, Lisa. <sighs> It's good then. It was good. It was very good. <laughs> oh, I, don't know our, I don't know what our, the British equivalent of that would be. Maybe like first dates. Seeing that French dude, I can't remember his name. Um, Nikki, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't, sadly. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, there's a, there's a, Google first dates, and you'll you'll find out. Um, but yeah, we're, we're here to talk about the Bad Batch, though, not about birthdays. Although, unless there's an episode where, which features a birthday, I'm sure we'll talk about it then. Um, but yeah, discussing this week's episode with us is a special guest. She's the creator of the Fantastic Store Creature Cartel and currently hosts Antatorian Creed on Octo Radio. It's Troy Fox. Hello. Hey. <laughs> Hello. I just want, I don't know if Claire could see me, but I was like flailing over the Vanderpump stuff, by the way. Yeah, I know. Very, I just, very oh. cool. I went there once. I think I went to Villa Blanca once. Did you? I, I want to make it to, to all the rest. 
so yeah good stuff it was good <laughs> stuff and i like we drove by it and i'm like oh that's sir that's pump that's tom tom i'm sitting yeah, there like going, they're in oh like a block gosh. like you can just do a little just do a little loop Oh my god, it was <laughs> overwhelming. It really was. So thank you for that. Somebody else on the stream understands oh. me right now. So oh yeah, it was great. I get no you uh, Vanderpump any rules of those words questions. Mean, by the way. Sorry, Nick. Yeah, I just say everyone get their <laughs> Vanderpump rules questions in the chat. So please do. The two experts can uh, can get those can get those answered for you. <laughs> yes. Gonna derail this show even more than usual. I'm ready for it. <laughs> not the bad batch anymore. That's right. <laughs> but welcome. Thank welcome you. to our home. It's great to be our here. Stream yard I'm home. excited. <laughs> yeah, I it's guess lovely. Yeah, how are you? How has your week been? Uh good. Um, I feel like anytime someone asks me that question, it's really hard to answer because like time isn't really real anymore. <laughs> it's like really hard to yeah. think about what actually happened this week. Um, but, oh yeah, uh, my boyfriend and I went to our local science center, which was a fun time. And then I'm gearing up for on Tuesday will be, um, the next release for the collaboration that I do with, um, Savannah Odit and uh, Melissa Bradley for our Celestial Sisters collections. So we'll have our Ooh. Rebels pieces out on Tuesday. So taking pictures and stuff for that. So yeah. Oh, heck yeah. And of course, watching the Bad Batch. Hello. Right? <laughs> the basics. The basics. Designing and bad batching. Oh, the best. And bad batching, yes. <laughs> uh, if anyone is watching and wants to ask us any questions about the episode, feel free to just comment wherever you are, whether that's Twitch, Twitter, or YouTube. We will answer your questions for sure. Unless we don't. And then I apologize. Again, <laughs> we will most likely <laughs> answer your questions. Um, yeah. So, okay. Let's delve into this week's episode. As always, we've grouped our talking points into specific topics. We've done our best to put them in chronological order, but feel free to bounce around as much as you like. Because quite frankly, we're not going to stick to those rules because <laughs> we're the Imperial Set podcast and we don't do well inside of a box. So... Let's start off with the first topic, which is, if it loads, Blue Moon and Searching for Supplies. Yes, a very witty title that I came up with because I love Pantora. Pantora's pretty great. But it's You know what? It's my favorite planet that has the, the letters P-A-N-O-R-A <laughs> and has blue people. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I would agree with that statement. For sure, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah. And I thought of Saf think... right away. Oh, poor Saf. Poor Saf. Poor. She was no. so close. So close. Could have had but it. We don't know what happened between the Clone Wars and now. There could have been yeah. another. Someone could have been fired from the Senate. Yeah. Oh, for for about, everybody. Um, Ryo Chichi? Yes. Yeah, that's so that's our pod mom, Saf, as... loves her so much. <sighs> She's the best. I was kind of like. But, <laughs> but there was a part of me that was like, get real. It's not happening. No. <laughs> They're like, we fulfilled what, our dream. They fulfilled our quota of having one New Zealander. They can't fulfill it any further. <laughs> you can't have more than one accent. You've got Omega, that's it. You can't get Chuchi involved. Um, so sad. But again, you don't know. You, yeah. I was really upset we didn't get to see George Lucas. 
Ah, uh, the Baron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only. Yeah. I will like, say... Oh, go ahead. No, so I, I, I just really wanted him to play himself, but, like, maybe they recorded on behind the scenes of Mandalorian Season 2, and they got, like, George to say specific stuff out of context. It's like, yeah, it's just, oh, like, random that, stuff, that they just make it sound like he's... Yeah. <laughs> it's just him going, this is great. I like this. <laughs> wow, he, he did the recording boot. Uh, Why do you build all these sets? <laughs> just a lot of that. Yeah, I was going to say not to sound like a... The only reason I know this is because I looked it up. Um, last night I did the Geeky Waffle stream and mm. uh, uh, Chuchi and... Uh, oh, what's Papanoida? Papanoida. They are go. from the moon of Pantora. Mm. Oh, so it's a so different... Does, yeah. Which I didn't know until last night. It's kind of hard to keep up with all the planets. <laughs> is so, the moon like the cooler exclusive one? I guess. Pantor- I, I, think Pantora, know, but... I think Pantora is the moon though, right? Because... I don't know. I think there's a distinction. From what I read, and it was a quick look up, so maybe I'm wrong, yeah. but I think there is a distinction there. But maybe not. I don't I'm know. Trying I'm trying that to remember. was I the question was... was, is Pantora the city? Is Pantora the, the, <laughs> the planet? Is was... Pantora the moon? <laughs> there was the planet, which I think was the one that had all the what, what they called? What are those aliens called? The Tolls. You're talking about the Tolls. The Tolls. Yeah, there was the planet where the Tolls came from, and I think that was well, like a colonial thing. And they were like, "Hey, you can't live here. <laughs> you stole it from us." And like, <laughs> this is ours. Um, I think. Okay, so that... she. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. I you have go, a... you go. Uh, was a female Pantoran politician from the moon of Pantora, which orbited the planet. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't read the rest of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it happens to the best of us. Uh, the planet Orto Plutonia. So I guess. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm. So that's the moon. So you're, okay. So you're on the moon. Wow. I'm right. so glad that my pun still stands. Thinking about this <laughs> for the entire past day. So I'm glad that I finally read the rest of the sentence. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean,. It's just, I just thought it was really cool to see the planet for the first time. Cause... And it's gorgeous. Oh, yeah. It's so cool. And it's so almost like Batu vibes, too, in like right. a lot of places, which I love. It's, like, it's very much that sort of like Middle Eastern sort of aesthetic of the markets mm-hmm. and, and yes. parapets and stuff like that. Yeah, I definitely felt like it was very much like Russo, like Catholicism. I mean, like when they had like the Russian sort of architecture where you see in like, uh, say Petersburg, and then I read the comments, and everyone was like, "This is Agrabah." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, well, <laughs> yep." Uh, <laughs> I guess Aladdin's the go-to um, jump there, but yeah, it was a really beautiful city. It was a mixture of yeah, like Middle Eastern aesthetics, but also very much prequel Coruscant, which I always appreciate. Yes, uh, yes, very yeah. nightlife neon underbelly mm-hmm. deliciousness. It's like, oh, you can tell Matt Matt Wood. David Acord got out the sweet, sweet sounds of Coruscant CD that they've got somewhere. Like, put it in, put every single sound in it. You had the speeders, you had the, the people, like, sound of, I'm sure there was a few angry speed people going, Rawr! um, but yeah, it was really, really fun to Yeah, yeah I remember seeing David, David Collins taxis? was hyping it up a lot as well. He's like, he was. that's a poor baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, obviously the episode starts off the, the Bad Batch escaped from previous episode, but things are still going a bit awry at the ship. 
the they got the whole scanning of the ship is now placed in Imperial documents. They're searching for the specific code of the ship, and they need to replace it. Like the ghosts, I can't. What's the actual system called? Like the same thing the ghosts had, where it changes the ship's sort of signature every time they they go somewhere new. And also, they need to pick up supplies because they're running out of space sausages. Yep. <laughs> Which yes. is very dangerous. You need your space sausages. Everyone, please yes. mm-hmm. eat eat your space veg and eat your space sausages because it's good for you. Um, I I really love like I know people are like oh yeah, this is filler again this is generic Star Wars where they have to do certain things I'm like but that isn't that kind of the fun like seeing them go off to new planets and having to pick up stuff it's the RPG vibes where you're like. You're not just constantly refilled. You have to go out and actually get stuff. I guess from my point of view, it was nice to see the soldiers that are so, I guess, so readily get sort of supplies, food, weapons from the military. And now they're like, oh, shit, we're on the run. We can't get that. It's the same way. Yeah, Yeah, and we have a baby. (laughs) Yeah, right. it's a lot. <laughs> it, it's especially funny for them because it's like because they are the the squad that goes out probably away from supply lines like for extended periods. So they're probably of anyone most suited to making their own way, and it's still alien to them. Like what mm-hmm. to do? Um, so yeah, it's it's just it's just always fun seeing. I, and I love their like I love Hunter, especially his. Uh, like uh, what's the word? Like civilian clothing, <laughs> and Echo's uh, droid clothing. Uh, it's it's just fun to see them like try to try to blend in, and I, I like I always wonder how much of that they even did before. It's like what kind of missions they did if they were that kind of covert or not, or if they were always armored and just going shooting the place up. So it's it's kind of funny just to see them like that. Yeah, it kind of seems like they definitely have. Some sort of like they they the, like they have like Lando with his like oh let me pull like this helmet out or whatever yeah. like yeah I would like to see their little like disguise closet or whatever glasses with the mustache <laughs> <On> the- <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely what Wrecker brought yeah yeah Big time. he was like don't worry I got this <laughs> I think Wrecker wears helmets like uh, Chewbacca does in the Lego Star Wars games where it's like tilted to a point on top of his head and does not blend in whatsoever. (laughs) (laughs) Wrecker's looking like Dave Bautista with the little glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. That is what I want to see in Star Wars. I also think Echo's costume is, it's definitely, it's definitely like his kink. He has that for a specific reason. He's like, yeah, treat me like a droid. Because everyone's like, I feel bad. I feel like really feel, like sad. Like that hunter's being horrible to him and like derogatory. But I'm like, no, it's not that. He he has that for a specific purpose, and that is he goes out he on the town. He likes to he likes to he likes to pretend a few times. Like to knock off a few. It made me kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> it made me kind of sad because I felt like, and I mean, again, you know, this is a fictional universe. Like, are we going to explore this or not? But when you think about the timeline of how long it's been since he was actually hooked up to a thing, like, I think it's only been a few weeks, right? Like it hasn't been mm-hmm. that long. So I'm like, mm-hmm. hope he's okay. I mean, I guess he's just like, this is what we got to do to get through, you know, like we need to, I, we need this, you know, we need to get this, but I 
felt bad for him. <laughs> I like how quickly he went from kind of insulted to I know my worth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, it was really yes. Like, look, I'll, I'll deal with this, but we need to talk about how yeah, good for him, honestly, to at least say, yeah. oh, no, baby, I'm worth more than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also, make- like, the Bad Batch broke so many freaking laws in this episode. It was, <laughs> They were not... I like, really enjoy Captain. I also was thinking about that. I'm like, he's just like we we we've got like hijacking of vehicles constantly. We've got <laughs> we headshot it. There was a headshot on a cop. Yep. My God. Yep. Selling illegal arms. Uh, yeah, selling illegal arms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Echo, poor Echo. And when he walks out with all the droids, they're like, "Hey, wait, you're not a droid." He's like, and you got me for a deal. <laughs> no, you didn't. You just straight up robbed the guy because he bought you and you walked off, and you're the property supposedly. So mm-hmm. not only doesn't he have money, he doesn't have the merchandise either. So literally, no, it's not a good deal. What are you talking about, Echo? Come on, man. No, that guy, that guy was, yeah, I don't, fuck that dude. No, uh, yes, but, like. Yeah, I don't I feel bad like, at all. Yeah, I don't either. Fevering is still, uh, yeah, like, I guess our, I guess our comment is, like, don't kill people and don't steal fruit. Is that our official stance on? That's right. Yes. <laughs> I know. As well. <laughs> I love how, like, the only thing that got actively condemned in this episode that was done was Echo being like, wait, you didn't pay for that. <laughs> of all the things that go on. We're that's the one we're gonna pick. Okay, all right. At least Echo's got the moral Echo. At least Omega's got the moral compass going on. Like my lord. Oh my gosh, I really enjoy too. It seems like I mean I think Echo's kind of moving away from it, but I always think about in um in the cut and run episode where he's like, oh, so we hang out with deserters now, and it's just like this is literally like welcome to the Bad Batch. Like it's funny to see him still be. Like, he's still very much like a reg, you know? He's like, wait a minute, this is against the rules. I love something. <laughs> can't do that. D. Bradley Baker said it in an interview where they talked about him switching through the voices. And he talked about how he still plays Echo with that, still not quite used to it, still obsessed with the rules. So, yeah. like, so like he plays him even a little, like, sterner, a little grumpier, because he's still mm-hmm. not, like down with the the plan yeah yeah it's like also echo like i hate to tell this to you buddy the second that you took the kid and left camino that's you're kind of a deserter too yeah Ooh, exactly. that's what uh, i think tech says he's like we are all at this yep. point so yep. it doesn't it's less, it's less leaving your brothers and more like your brothers have changed and they've grown older, and they've, they've moved in with the wrong crowd, and so you yep. have decided to, you know, change change ways and go out on yep. your own. Right? Good for you, because... Mm-hmm. Oh. Well, so, uh, well, we were... Oh, um, oh, sorry, God, I don't want to be open, but the Empire is bad, guys. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask. You're hor- onto something there. How horrifying was that shot? I think it was like a twofold horror for me. The first thing was seeing the clones, just in general, all covered in white, doing the march together, all in order. The thing that made it worse, though, was everyone cheering them on. Yeah, yeah, that was like... rough. Um, and that's what I think I'm most excited about with this series so far is like, because I'm not gonna lie, I don't know if I'm super duper attached to anybody yet. I think I really just like tech, but. I just want to smooch tech. But anyway. Um, 
<laughs> but anyway, um, I think it's so interesting to see this period of transition with like them talking about, well, now you need a chain code and we're going to switch your money over. And then like with the parade and, and it, it was interesting that dialogue of, you know, well, they're happy the war is over. And like, yeah, a lot of people I'm sure were just like, oh, finally, we don't have to deal with that anymore, but they don't realize what they're replacing it with. I don't think yet. It's kind of sad. And it fit with the theme of, of this show so well, which that we've seen every episode since. Um, and like, just how, how fast you can slip into that, the fascism. Very of the empire. And it's, you know, you mm-hmm. see it through history. You can see it through the show. Um, the and it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like, um, you know, a people, a vulnerable society, there for the taking and they and yep. i mean it's the classic thunderous applause line right oh um, yes so yeah no i think that's that's what's cool like for as for as much as you know yeah this was like an action heavy um kind of like fun chase thing with uh you know a cool bounty hunter that we'll fawn over later um <laughs> like yeah i mean that it's still touched at the heart of this whole era which is how how fast it degrades I definitely agree with that, and I think I, I saw something this week that was like this episode doesn't really focus much on the Empire stuff, and I don't think that's the case, because I think it's just everything we see in the episode stems from the Imperial occupation, whether that's the way that uh, the retailers deal with stuff now, like we see the, the guy at the port like being like, hey, I'll get some money off you guys if I don't report you, to seeing the Imperials just straight up walking around having their own stuff there. But what the Bad Batch does really well is show you how the same thing is viewed differently depending on the population, the planet, the people. So it's I think it's a great idea to show both Pantora and Onderon and show you how one group of people react one way and the other group of people... One group of people openly get killed because they won't yeah. mm-hmm. stand for this. And the others are strap applauding them and giving their names away to be on the database. And mm-hmm. like Nikki said, we see that we see both of them in the real world. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, pretty good graces. Or one out for freedom. F in chat for the freedom. Here, take this L. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to shout out to the really really cute. Um, clone trooper doll that was like the yeah. from uh, Rogue One yeah. very Galaxy's Edge I was gonna say I okay and because I'm a weirdo I like looked in on this really closely I was like I have to check to see it at first you're like is it made out of the wood like Jin but then it kind of almost looked more stuffed animal-y to me and so mm-hmm. then I looked up mm-hmm. the one that's more of a stuffed animal from Galaxy's Edge and it's like almost the exact same thing but the visor is the clone visor Mm. Oh, okay. so cool. the one that they have at Galaxy's Edge is not in the closet. Yeah. So I'm like, new toy in the future, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's exactly the same thing, different head, and we're all gonna buy it 100. <laughs> percent And then even, introduce different phases. We'll buy even more. I was like a massive shout out to the return of the Buggles creature. Oh, yeah. So happy! Oh my gosh! So amazing! I know, I know they adorable. have a name. I don't know it. It's a Vorpak. <laughs> There we go. Oh, <laughs> space dog. Space it's, doggo. It's, it's the buggles. There's many space doggos, but it is one of them. The, the reason why I loved that was because we got like a two punch hit of 
we had the loft cats and then we had the doggos mm-hmm. and i thought that was really sweet. i was like oh, yeah, cats and, and dogs in this but like who i want to live in pantora living together <laughs> and then also <laughs> like we have the other resistance reference of clink being Clink. one of the same thick boy droids that's what i will call them i don't care what their actual name is they are thick boy droid forever but when thick like boy droid TH1 walk up cc that's what i've decided yeah yep. th1cc thick bo1 b01 there we go thick boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness i mean all of those droids were just like and I, again, it's the sound design. I don't know what it. I don't know if it's like a major issue of the sequel trilogy because there's like so many great new sounds of new droids like BB-8 and um, mm-hmm. and uh, what's his name from Dio. <laughs> Dio. I'm so sorry, Dio. <laughs> but, um, but it was really great to hear a lot of the astromech sounds from like the prequels and the original trilogy make it come back mm-hmm. and like it, it just hits differently. I don't know what. I think it's. A, a bit, a few more different alternate sounds all used at once. I thought it was a really nice little touch. And again, I was like, I don't know who these droids are. I don't know what their backstory. They could have, they could have murdered an old lady like Crosshair, and I would still <laughs> die for them. Yeah, I think it's so interesting. Like you're talking about with Astromex and then with um, the Vorpacks. Like, I kind of place this in my mind mentally with like the Mandalorian where I really enjoy the Mandalorian mm. because it does feel like it's pulling from all the different eras. And so yeah. that like bad batch already very much feels that way. And I, I love that just with those subtle things, but yeah. And I think a lot of those subtle things even are what made this episode just really oh, yeah. like special and unique in its own way, because like the world building just visually and you know, sound wise it was so it was so awesome and like just we were talking joking about the uh the i guess whatever what was he like a antique dude <laughs> the guy <laughs> the guy was trying to sell a bomb to um <laughs> like just looking at his, the grand dude um like just looking at him with his little like spectacles on and he's like inspecting and it was like it's just a really fun like slice of the galaxy to have given and even the crowd when you're watching them cheer when you're like horrified at them cheering even just the people in the crowd are really cool to see all the little designs the clothes so um, good yeah so it was different and nice Ugh. exactly and it was, it was just a really cool to way to flesh out pantora and you know it just made it feel like alive again um because obviously um a lot of a lot of the like I get even at the beginning of the episode, they're like, we need to go somewhere quiet. Um, and you know, even Saluka Mai was not super, um, heavily populated or anything. So finally going to this place, Saluka, uh, Pantora and being like blown away by just the, the hustle and bustle and the design was, it was, it was just a really cool aspect to this episode. Absolutely. Uh, and speaking about blending in all different eras and, Ties to the Mandalorian. We go to our <laughs> next point, which is don't trust strangers. The best um, stranger ever. <laughs> it's true. A great stranger, but just in general, as a PSA for everyone, <laughs> we don't want to repeat this every week, please don't, just don't walk off with strangers. They're, they could be uh, bounty hunters. As much as we love her, she is big stranger and big danger in this episode. So 
Just saying, girl. I don't know. If I was Omega, I would be like, <laughs> that's my mom now. Bye. <laughs> where he's like that video of that guy running on the beach where he's like looking behind and falling he's down. It was actually me. Yes. But if I was Omega, I would be like, oh, you're my mom now. Farewell, strange men. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Why? Somebody goodness. doesn't look like me. <laughs> like, all these people are going to grow up to look like I'm going to look exactly like them. It's going to be crazy. But I, I really loved seeing. Obviously, like Ming Na Wen is like we know her as Mulan first and foremost, so we know that she's the queen of animation. But the way that she just so easily translated the character from live action to animation was just incredible. So, yeah, see, and that's. And that's and that's just like a applause for both her and also the animation team. But it felt so good. It felt so realistic. And I just thought it was such a great introduction of that character. Her ship, which I don't even know if we get a name for, looks amazing. Yeah. Um, new design. Gorgeous. Totally new design. We get a really cool bounty hunter Boba Fett-esque uh, reveal, of the, the chair reveal, where you hmm. get a backwards chair reveal and it spins and you get like, you're like, okay. <laughs> Okay, this is what we're going, we're going for. Okay, we'll get. I love the this all the elements. I just really loved seeing her in this episode. I thought they did a really yeah. great job at implementing that character and getting to explore her a little bit more because we know she has a bit of a soft side for the Mandalorian, and it isn't. I guess when you go back to watch the Mandalorian, it's not as though she out of nowhere gets the softer side. Now we know that she's had it throughout her whole career, and it's not that. It means she's not a great bounty hunter. It means that this it's the way she goes about stuff is very different to maybe Boba Fett. Yeah. And I she's, really like she's that. She's so kind in a way. Yeah. <laughs> she She's kind in a way that reminds me of Melisandre in Game of Thrones when she's like, if, you, if the sheep sees the blade, it spoils the meat. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, it's like, oh my gosh. Never, never show them the blade. Um, oh she's kinda, no. She's kind of in that way. Um, I don't, I don't know. I don't think Fennec Shan's gonna burn a kid alive. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. We don't. We don't know what kind of barbecues are happening at Jabba's Palace. Oh my now. gosh. No, I think she's actually nice underneath it all. Because I know I understand that it's like, well, of course she's trying to lure this kid, but I don't know. I think she's. I think she's still nice underneath it all, and I definitely think at some point we will see something will happen. I'm unsure of what. She gets a soft spot for Omega or something, but I think she's going to have, like, she'll turn. Yeah, and I I think that the way that this episode ended, I think it does open up to see her quite a bit more, actually, in this season. Also, like other Clone Wars bounty yeah. hunters, very good chance that we could see some familiar faces show up. Um, and depending on who put that bounty out and how many people, I guess, would know about said bounty, it's very, very possible we could get, like, a Cad Bane appearance. Can I? A girl can dream. A girl can dream. They had the animatics. I will say, I thought her appearance was going to be maybe like an episode or something. Like, I didn't want to get my hopes up, but it really feels like she's going to be integral for the story, at least for most of the season, which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really I, I interested think, to see. Oh, sorry. You go, Nikki. I was just going to say, I think it's really cool that she locked her style down this early because. It's one of the best Star Wars costumes of all time, yeah. in my opinion. She has the best costume, so I wouldn't yeah. change it. 
If it ain't broke, don't fix she just it. Knew. She just knew she found it and she's like, okay, I'm going to wear this for the next like 25 years. No problem. I think she wore, I think at some point in maybe like a new hope, she had like a, a new design, but everyone got really angry and commented online that they didn't like it. Like someone was like being dragged by the neck, like they're a bounty, and they're like, I don't really like the costume. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> oh, be, I guess what would be like the uh, the Uber driver response for bounty hunting? <laughs> like, she she gave me the person I wanted captured, but costume wasn't a great fan of. So two stars. She's like, I'm gonna go oh, back God. to the original. Go back to the original Coke design and. Um, Service I, good, ambiance bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I definitely, yeah, I, I think Nikki, you're on, you're on a good track with the Melisandre point because it, it's less that she, I guess she, she is nice, but she's not like purely in terms of like I'm gonna let you live. She's smart. <laughs> like more, most bounty hunters might be like, well, I'll kill you because you fucked up my plan, and she's like, well, no, because this guy might, might see him again sometime. And I'm going to get the money out of that. I'm going to get all my worth out of it. So I really like that sort of thing. In terms of seeing more bounty hunters again, though, you brought up a really great idea, Claire, about Cad Bane. That, of course, I want it. Sorry. The idea of, as we see here in this comment, maybe Boba could get involved. And we know that, like you said, Dicky, the Boba Cad Bane subplot, we might be able to see that. If we are going to get a group of bounty hunters, wouldn't it be really great if we saw people like Beckett? Because if they're going to introduce Aura Singh, we might see that famous confrontation. I hope not, because I think he's a liar and she's alive, so. (laughs) (laughs) That's my my general thoughts about all the women in the solos, that they all lied and are still alive. alive Yeah, like Val's definitely still alive. She just wanted to be, she was like, I'm done with this relationship, I'm out of here, Val's alive. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, jumped on one of those viper droids and wrote it down into the game. Yeah. She's like, I can she's do way yeah. better than this guy. Come she on now. Edith's nest. She's like, he's going to be here at this point. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. You know, that'd be cool. I'd like to see that. Maybe like a secret. The Illuminati of bounty hunters. A girl can dream. I mean, again, what I say with Star Wars is if I don't see a body, they're not dead. And even then, there is room for negotiation. Yep. So. Yep. True. Negotiations were short. Um, <laughs> negotiations never took place. <laughs> I mean, I would love to see the idea that maybe Bova and um, Fennec have worked together before we see him save her in The Mandalorian. It would be interesting, but I don't know. I just feel like maybe there would have been a small hint of that in Mando. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It's one of those things that's like, I have to see it before judging. Because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. right, yeah. now, right now, I'm like, I kind of like them... I kind of like that she, he was this like image in her head at first, and then when they met, that's like their first meeting, mm. and like I like that now. And it's not to say you know, yeah, if they meet here, maybe that yeah, they might be really cool that. and make sense. Right. But yeah, it, I feel yeah. like as of now, I like it. Or maybe there's like a really random conversation they have in the the book of Boba Fett. And she's like, do you know, I I once beat up like all these dudes who look like you <laughs> yeah well that's what like i'm most looking forward to is hiring some clone combos because clearly at this point she is interacting with clones so she's mm-hmm. gonna be like you look familiar my guy <laughs> like, like my savior <laughs> uh, yeah i i really did love seeing fennec's introduction in the show i thought and again, I was surprised by the ending and the, the, the idea that maybe we might see her return. 
might be an ongoing role throughout the series. Ooh. Maybe if it's not even this season, maybe maybe next season. But I thought it was really cool to see that a good bounty hunter trail. So maybe we'll see a few more other characters that get to be explored. So that everyone, I mean, everyone has, has been like banging the forlorn drum for years, and we might finally <laughs> be able to. Banging the the forlorn drum. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm still mad that Detours isn't been released because that first episode that leaked, that joke of forlorn meaning for love of money is the funniest thing. Yeah. And I can't believe it's not canon. I want that to be canon. Yeah, I was going to say, it's canon now in my head, so. (laughs) Absolutely. It has the strongest canon. Yes. (laughs) Oh, this is an interesting comment. We've got... From a Donline dude who says, it loads. Come on, internet. Internet, don't let us down. Oh, 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 oh. You see that? I would love Boba to show up. <laughs> that that should have been for us a while ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was up for a minute. <laughs> oh, what? So, oh. Well, do you know what? It's not my fault. It's not my fault. <laughs> uh, it's just time to fix it. Yeah, yes, I see that. <laughs> He's essentially the alpha clone anyway. Yeah. Alpha. An interest- I kind of had that alpha thought because it seems like with Camino, mm. there's, you know, lots of... They're kind of like, hmm, we need to do something here. I'm wondering if they need to get Boba again for DNA reasons or whatever. This is. I was actually thinking about this because I wasn't sure. Well, like, what's there to say technically that Omega isn't also like unaltered in that way, and they've been working on her for a while? Yeah, I agree and like, with that statement. right? Like, we don't actually know her status as far as that right now. So yeah, we have could, no idea where yeah. she came from. So, yeah, interesting. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> what's the, the emoji with the monocle? Hmm. Yeah, I was but, thinking the Chamberlain. Mm, yes. <laughs> oh yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> Charlie's like I hate this. Please stop. <laughs> Imagine living with me. I do that all the time to my boyfriend. He hates it. Yes. <laughs> when that show came out. Oh, I'm gonna walk out. When the show first came out, I was insufferable. When that show came out, it was literally just Nikki and every text conversation somehow had to come back to the gif of the Chamberlain going. "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) Oh gracious me! What a time! I still have no idea what you're talking about, but you know what? Make Skepsis canon. That's why we don't have a season two. (laughs) Yep. I'm so the world sad. ignored it. Uh, I'm so sad. It's world uh, ignored greatness. It deserved better. It did. Yeah. Again, it's not my fault. Okay. Blame Netflix. <laughs> um Oh, we do. We do. I just in general, but yeah, uh, blame Netflix. Yeah, it, it was just one of those I do apologize for the internet. It's it's not cooperating today, which is always good. Um But yeah, I'm really oh god. <laughs> Our good friend Bob has just Bob. put Django's funk what have you supplies done? need foring. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's kind of the issue, though, isn't it? They yeah. have that. They've had the tubes. They've been in and out for too long. Tubes. 
That's too low. <laughs> yeah. How long do you Django's reckon he's... tubes. I don't like the, the just the idea of that phrase. Sorry. Continue. Dude, nobody hurt Cameron on pockets more than Mace Windu. <laughs> <laughs> do you think that like those like one the like, drop ships like a Camino was like no oh, <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, how much do they know <laughs> how much do they know like do they know a Jedi took him out like the like for these guys who who trashed their whole industry. Order 66 wasn't actually part of the deal. <laughs> they brought it in afterwards. Like, fuck yeah. this dude. Yeah. And the questions that arise, the things I would ask Nala say, if the if given the opportunity. That'd be a great interview, like a one-on-one between just us and Nala say. Yeah. The problem is she would not give a single straight answer. We, nope. need, we need Oprah to do it. Deflect, deflect, deflect. Oprah will get the answers. Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, were you oh, cloned or were you cloned? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Honestly, I watched that interview live. That was iconic. She was right. It was so good. Ugh. Anyway, I just see there like Lama Sue like just crying on air. Yeah, I think Oprah could break her. They yeah, canceled sure. our contract. So you're saying that... <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that they want to bring in normal people. What does it mean? Tarkin is like, uh, actually, I believe we... <laughs> That's not what I meant. <laughs> uh, I, I would love to see like more of the Camino and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, I, I I feel bad for the Camino into the whole cloning project. So who knows? I don't want to think about. I don't want to spend a lot of this episode talking about Jango Fett's balls, but um, it always comes up. back to them. There's always next week. Yeah, if you yeah. sign up to our Patreon, we might do a whole show. <laughs> <laughs> we could try and get Tamara Morrison on. <laughs> what do those bad boys look like, Tim? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of tomorrow, Morrison, let's go to AOTC <laughs> vibes of which he appears in an animation orb. Because, quite frankly, this episode was outstanding visually. What a great episode! I feel like out of everything, this is the best animation has looked for Lucasfilm. Like just that oh, one yeah. episode has just been fantastic. Whether that's a go tool screaming at you, like, what do you want? Or if it's a, a space doggy yapping at you, I feel like nothing nothing beats this. What did you guys Whether it's an Aqualish with headphones on, just oh. vibing. Oh, beautiful. Space dubstep. <laughs> Pretty great. <laughs> Pretty great. Space. I mean, I thought the Clone Wars had me, like, sold when they introduced, the, they introduced Space New Order. And now they're like, do you know what? introducing more space music types. Yeah. In my mind, he was just listening to that Dark Trooper track from... <laughs> yes! Yes! Oh, man. We need Ludwig canonized. Oh, for real. Um, but I really enjoyed the flying in shot where they flew into Pantora. That was so pretty. Mm. And just in general, just really, just really nice. But you're so right. Like, it's so... It's so real while still being 
the stylized that we like, and it's just chef's kiss. Yeah, I definitely feel you on that. Like, I have a very specific kink, and that is a ship with three wings flying into a planet in Star Wars. In space. <laughs> like, every time That's I see an Imperial show, I have to hold, I have to hold the armrests. Like, I can't take this. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I love those introduction shots. I love, like you said, the planetary, like the landing felt very live action. Um, just such a gorgeous shot. That, I mean, that, it's something so so small, like the hair flake, like flying around. The I make a smile is always great to see. Um, just, that's I the most pure thing that's ever been said on this show. Omega's smile is just so <laughs> good to see. <laughs> no, I'm t- if you go back and watch the first episode, of, it's, of no, it's Bad true. Batch, there's a moment where her smile is so realistic; it blew me away. And it, and like they, I swear they do something with the lighting. Like when she smiles, literally things light up. Like, literally. At least a mm-hmm. tiny bit. I swear, she literally glows. They have her emanating radiant light every Maybe time like she's happy. Thing. She's just glowy. Maybe she's glow in the dark. She's and like glow in the light, apparently. Sky high. I don't know. Has anybody yeah. seen sky high? Yes. He's like, I glow. You're like, oh, great. That's useful. Right, sure. <laughs> Something I love, um, because it always happens with, like, computer animated things. Like, I, I was also thinking about it in video games. Like, I remember watching cutscenes of, like, mid 2000s video games and be like oh my god it will never get better than this and like and uh, and it was like the same and sweet summer child right like and i remember when like we, we've been like season four of clone wars and be like oh my god animation is so good and now it's like and like we've been saying like oh it's so cinematic like back then and now where you know fast forward how many years later and like the things they're doing like it just it truly feels cinematic like you could put mm-hmm. this on any screen in the world and it would hold up like mm-hmm, amazingly. Yeah. Like even just little things like there's there's a part where like Fennec drops the gun and it like clatters onto the like the the back of the speeder yeah. and the, the camera work on it. And it's just like it it is so incredible, like the technical things they're doing. And um yeah, I think this this episode and the the speeder chase was was a great example for them to show off like all that stuff. It was it's just so cool. It's and a that parallel whole, yeah, that Peter Chase from Attack of the Clones, but now in yes. animation. And look how far we've come. We still have space taxis. I'm very happy. Yeah. So happy. <laughs> space taxis and the generic space police siren, which I loved from the Clone Wars, yes. which I yes. thought was great to bring that back. Uh, yeah, Donline Dude says, yeah, I did get a few vibes from the Bounty Hunter video game watching the episode. 100 percent one of my favorite yeah. games is bounty hunter and <laughs> i think someone suggested that there might be like, like a few sound effects or maybe like video file audio files that might have been used in this episode which if that's true i would love again a good friend david collins worked on that game so maybe we'd have to ask him and see if that's true i just love seeing the the, the neon atmosphere of coruscant reflected in pantora love to see a good star wars city reflected that way it's really cool um yes that is a great game team money so well the reason why i'm calling out names is because i don't want the computer to crash so i do apologize to everyone this week um but it was just really great to see those elements just really shine i think the the animation of course is great but it's those little added bits and pieces like the, the sound design which is always perfect the 
just the sound effects in general, like, uh, and the music, it just all, like you said, Nikki, it felt very cinematic, very Star mm-hmm. Wars, and I think. I'd love to see, like, if they could, if if the Clone Wars was released like this back in 20, 2008, how people would have reacted. Because I still believe that people would attack the story more than yeah. they should have. Like, I, I still don't think that, like, the story was, wasn't that bad. But people didn't like the animation, so I would be yeah. interested to see how that would have looked. Because it is a shame, I guess, that people just like this sucks. And I'll look look where we are now. Right. Again, yeah. And you you have right. to take that. I mean, you have to take like you have to take it all. It's it's the and even like it's the journey story wise, but like part of that story is is the way it improves and the way they just series to series have built and mm-hmm. improved and like that's that's also what's satisfying about it because yes. it's like we were there when it looked like when they ran weird like, like we were yeah. we were there when the running was like like little grasshopper legs um so like yeah now it now it looks amazing now they can do anything and um yeah it's 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 part of what makes being um being into this all very uh all very like fulfilling i guess and there was that really great um, shot. I think uh, this is when Hunter first sees Fennec, and she does. I think she she drops the blaster, and she does like the Winter Soldier knife flip up and catches it. I was like, oh, I'm still jealous of people who can who can do that, even though they're <laughs> animated. I'm like, oh, wow. I like I, I, I like Hunter. That. I like Hunter literally bringing a knife to a gunfight. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, okay, here we go. It's on. <laughs> oh, the whole sequence is just great. Like you said, they have the taxis, seeing the, the space. I was really kind of hoping we'd see like Anakin Speeder maybe somewhere, like a because it's obviously like a generic model. Yeah, gotcha. it's, it's the um, it's the space Ford. You know, space like, Ford. Everyone's got one. Um, but it was like really Camry. Cool. <laughs> so everyone's really got a space family everyone's i was really hoping to see that maybe but yeah it was cool to see overall like the animation improved that way the shot we saw in the trailer of the explosion with fennec uh, the explosion behind fennec yeah the way that was done blew my mind it's still i just keep replaying it in my head the the tumble down the dark and then the what the light from behind an explosion just emanating yeah. across the screen. It's like... Joel Aaron loves an explosion. Cool. He does. It's, it's like all he... He's like, you got Rhydonium on this thing? <laughs> you do now! <laughs> Good lord. Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, and it brings us to our final point of this week, which is who hired Fennec? Now, Tori, you mentioned that you had... An idea of who this could potentially be. I had a thought because timeline-wise, this person would be alive. And then also they were briefly shown in the last season of the Clone Wars, um, Dryden Voss. Mic drop. I feel like it could be an interesting thing. Now, is it super likely? I have no idea. But I think that's an interesting character that's like, Kind of kind of touched on clearly, like we know who he is, but not like super expanded upon. 
I don't know. Because like we were saying, I think it was before the stream went live, it's like, you know, I am always expand the universe, expand the universe, give me someone I don't know, give me someone I don't know. But it's a small galaxy and we normally see people that we know. <laughs> yeah. So, but I would yeah. actually be happy with that because he's very interesting. I think he fits well, the think... same. Mm. Oh, yeah, just because I think he fits the same mold as Fennec where it's like, you get to build the legend now for these characters. Yeah, it's very um, cool. Yeah, and so I think like, yeah, because I've seen, I even saw people who were like, did it have to be Fennec Shand? And I'm like, does anything have to be anything? It's like, yeah. it's like, <laughs> come on. It's like, did it have to be nine movies? No, it didn't, but it is. And it's like, yeah, it's Fennec. So, you know, use it to have fun. Like, grow this character. Like, we meet Fennec as the Mandalorian, the cold-blooded killer. Saw Fennec's like, nah, I'm good. Like, you're on your own. I ain't doing that. So, like, yep. we know she is cold-blooded, blah, blah, blah. Like, we know she is this feared person in the galaxy. And it's like, build that. that like, you can do that now. So, yeah, I'm Show totally down. Yeah, exactly. To- I'm totally down if, if it's someone like Dryden um, calling shots for people. Because we get to see how he got to where he got in Solo. I I think to, to push Tori's point as well, and I guess I never really thought about Dryden, but it makes more sense the more I think about it. And that is something like you said about the Clone Wars, which is that in that scene when we saw uh, when we saw young Kanan for like what five seconds, there is no way, and obviously retrospectively now we know why. There's no way they made a model of that character just for that five seconds. Now we know they use them in the that's bad like a point, Yeah, with the Kanan, yeah. it's like the exact same scenario. And that's yeah, kind of sure. why I was surprised to see Kanan, but it also wasn't like a wild shock because you're like, oh, I saw him in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Briefly. And I feel like they so... wouldn't have been like, I, I, I don't think they'd be like, oh, by the way, in my spare time, I just happened to make a model of Paul Bettany. I mean, we all do it right. <laughs> in, our, in our personal time. But I like, don't y'all think... don't need to know what I do on the weekends. Yeah, because I think that <laughs> that scene would have been just as effective without him in it. You still have some mm-hmm. of the other syndicate leaders that, mm-hmm. yeah, like it, it definitely feels pointed. So yeah, I feel like it's definitely intriguing. I I, I think it'd be great to see if there's like a few people maybe after Omega, well, or maybe I, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I feel like but at you... this point, if it is, I I feel like. It could be like the Kaminoans, but I feel like it would be so much more interesting if it was someone like Dryden Voss or whatever. And I feel like at this point, you know, everyone has their spies and their eyes in the sky and like who knows what. And, you know, oh, a like very important clone just escaped. So you have all these competing unseedy sections of the universe that are like, we need to get her. I thought that was an interesting thing about that whole aspect, too. It's like, you saw very clearly nobody, nobody's interested in the batch, right? Like they don't, they don't want them. They just want her. So like, it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of funny how like, you know, they're like, oh, they're after us, but it's really, it's really her. So yeah, Which, that's that's part of the reason like that I, I'm pretty sure it's not the Empire as an entity because they wouldn't be, they wouldn't be hunting down Omega. They'd be hunting down the entire Bad Batch. Um, but that being said, we do know that Palpatine has used clones or clones has used bounty hunters in the past to do stuff for him. I don't want it to be Palpatine. It's always Palpatine, but same you know. on that. We are, we're, but I, I mean, could see it. 
Let the man rest. We're good. <laughs> Honestly. Being enough Palpatine for a lifetime. Just give him a little vacation yep. or something. Just please. please. I hope he's too, he's too busy. Hopefully. He's too he's busy. Doing a lot I, stuff I mean, he does have a new empire. Yeah. He's doing a renov. I think canonically he's busy renovating the Jedi Temple. It would, Imperial it would just prove he's like the worst micromanager of all time. If if it's him. Like literally, dude. Delicate. Also, delicate. I don't wanna like I just wanna I'm gonna put it look I'm sorry, but yes, we know that he hired bounty hunters in the Clone Wars because obviously at the time there was a lot of great bounty hunters and stuff going out. We know at this point that he's got he's got one person on his list, and that's his godson in my headcanon. Um, and that's his, his best boy, that's Ochi of Bastoon. So <laughs> if he was going to hire anyone, it would be his, his absolutely headcanon. It's his godson. It's the person that he has to Ochi? hire. <laughs> I would go crazy. I want to see that, that bad boy, <laughs> that bad Batman boy go crazy. I want to see him mess up. I want to see him fall down the stairs. And then be like, oh, that's okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. Where is he? Where, where, where? Who am I getting? He picks up Boba Fett. He's like, is this Omega? He's like, no. <laughs> um, I would love that. And I feel like to, to tie into the point as well, someone else who did hire bounty hunters a lot or had a tie with a bounty hunter is the Kaminoans. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean that the Kaminoans crosses out Tori's point because the Kaminoans could have gone to Dryden Voss to get involved because obviously he worked with Shady characters. Maybe like Dryden did a deal with another bounty hunter, aka Fennec, and they're going to split the deal. Maybe, and maybe that could potentially like what if Dryden Voss was involved with the Kamen Owens? Like, what price would he have wanted out of that? Could you imagine if he was like, "I want you to clone me in case I die," and then we get to see more Paul Bentley? <laughs> you just killed Tori. You just, you just. <laughs> Ruined all Whoa. of her expectations, hopes, and dreams. She's like, nothing will do now. That face just hit. <gasps> ah. Like, Solid 2 ends with like a chamber opening, and it's just Paul Bettany, like, again. Back. Have you heard of the ship of Theseus? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There definitely needs to be like a clone conversation like that, for sure. At least we know Paul loves Disney Plus, too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and be like, yeah, it's a Disney Plus show. Oh, I'm in. I'm in. I'm sure Let's it would go. be hard to get him to record a few lines. I'm sure Absolutely. he would do it. Oh, definitely. Yeah, for um, Jarvis, all well, as she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just get de- just blackmail um, uh, John Favreau. Like, when need you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, oh, I really man. would like to see. I, I guess, like, yeah, it'd be interesting to see, like, maybe if it's like a whole hunt for. Maybe Kaminoans put like a generic bounty, and then any bounty hunters are gonna go after them. Who will see? Yeah. I don't know. Be interesting to see where they go. I think it ups the stakes if there's the bunch after, you know. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it, it's kind of like reminds me of that shot in uh, the first season of Mandalorian where all the the little beepers go off in yeah, the, in the like bar. Yeah. 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 Um, that's always great. I was watching John Wick three last night. Same thing happens there when, <laughs> when like he finally <laughs> switch flicks and like everybody's phone goes off. It's like, oh yeah, this is good stuff. Put that. That'd be cool. Yeah, I'd love to see that. 
just trying to think of oh, what other bounty hunters could show up if they were to do that. Because we got we know like the generic ones. We got Embo, we got Cad Bane, or Sing. Zuckus. <laughs> basky Basque. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think Cad Bane is like it's one of those ones. It's kind of like Thrawn and Rebels, where it's like it's such a slam dunk, but still, when it happens, it'll be it'll be like mind blowing. Like right. you, you still won't expect it. It still won't feel real, but you'll see it. You'll see it, even though we're all sitting here like you should put Cad Bane in the thing. Um, so like, yeah, I I feel like it's almost like it. it it should it should happen, but I'll still be like shocked if it does. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Like uh, this, just hold guarding yourself. Yeah, just yeah. in case. Not a bad shout. Not a bad shout. We're we're the Imperial Snap podcast, and we're always down for a moist, juicy boy like Dirge. The urge for Dirge. Tori, your the first urge. appearance on the show say. was was. Very dirge heavy. Yeah. I, yes. I my only thing is if there's not jousting, I'm out. Yeah. Like there <laughs> needs to be like some special yeah, under the character. <laughs> part of the contract. Yeah. Yeah. Who wait, who voices dirge? Oh, I you don't get to, know. You get to pick one you get to pick any actor to voice dirge. Okay. John C. <laughs> Riley. <laughs> Hey. Hey guys. That's my pick. I'm sticking with it. Oh my gosh. Hey guys, it's me. Uh, I'm Dirge. I want it. Hey, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi here. Oh, I'm trying to think. Mm. Do they have to be alive <laughs> to voice the character? I mean, I would generally say yes. Charlie. It's easier. We, it's we much wouldn't easier have, to get it done. We wouldn't have to go through the quantum tunnel to to make yeah. it happen. Or no necromancy like, required. Like a an actor to do like a, a variation of like a person's voice, like we see with yeah. um, what's his name? What's the actor's name? The one who's in Mary Poppins. That he his voice is always used in animation. Like the the bad guy from. Oh gosh. I don't know. The one who speaks like that, that voice. But I'd love someone to do like a Vincent Price voice. Mm, that'd be good. Bill Hader. Bill Hader doing Vincent Price. You know, Price. I was thinking about it. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this out. Huge Barry. I want, I want to make the right. I was thinking of Bill Hader though. Barry Block is Dirge. Dirge. <laughs> Yeah, he I, I, has to be really badass or very not so. Yep, yeah. correct, correct. I was gonna go former with Idris Elba. Oh, but might be too. Cool. Okay, that's really good. I'm down with that one I like for that sure. One. Yeah. yeah, absolutely <laughs> on that one. So we got Idris Elba, John C. Riley, and Bill Hader. <laughs> Come on, we're Luke consistent Stone, here. Disney casting department. <laughs> We are, yours. we are yours to command. We got ideas. You're <laughs> but, welcome. Yeah. My question for you, Nikki, is for that, is it British or American accent? This is full on Lufa. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's the right one. <laughs> full on. He's like he just like picks up some dirt. Like, I've trapped him. <laughs> they fucked oh, the bat. Oh, um 
Oh, is that Galifianakis? That's one. We got one of Zara Galifianakis. There you go. There you go. Oh my gosh. That'd be, that'd be a oh good God. one. Between two Dirge. Um, people like Idris Elba as Dirge. Maybe we'll put a poll up. Like, who, who, should, who would you pick out of the outfit? So, who do we have? We had exactly. Bill Hader. Oh, I didn't really pick one. Oh, yeah, Tori, you got to pick one. Okay. <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm like really on the comedic side. Yes. Because I think that would just be funnier, obviously. Um, so, wait, who do we have? Okay, John Z. Riley. Okay. What about like Hannibal Burris? Oh that'd my be, god. That would be great. <laughs> that would be so wild. That would be so wild. I would kind of love I, I Hannibal Burris to just show hey. up as himself and be like, I'm Dutch. <laughs> That's kind of what I want. Like, I just want someone that has like a personality already and like they don't really change who they yeah. are. Can someone edit oh, the 2003 Clone Wars series and when Dirge gets cut up and he's about to explode, just put the audio clip of him going, this fucking sucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we'll, put that, we'll put that as a poll up on Twitter, I think. We'll see what... Good. Uh, Good. There we go. Because that is... Christ. My goodness. <laughs> right, that's Dirge done. Who do you think was in the voice? Everyone, okay, no. We'll, we'll go that far. Well, that... <laughs> Brings us to our final point, which is our overall thoughts and scores. This is where we rate the episode out of 10 Lulas. Oh my god, sorry, before we get into that, Bob's just put Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> I want or Ray Romano's brother, voice about that. His brother, uh, I forget the actor's name, the guy who plays uh, Robert. Robert. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Boba! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Who, yeah, who Ray Romano has maybe like IG88. Ray Romano would play, if we're being honest, he would play the uh the Aqualish listening to the headphones. Yeah. Like, you'd be, <laughs> that's, vibe. that's a huge vibe right there. Someone just died on my roof. Um <laughs> Yeah, overall thoughts and score, that's where we rate out of ten Lulas, and we have a new little thing to add to this now sign this week which is there's a mega oh she's behind the fourth <laughs> behind the banner but we don't need that banner bff so Hang cute you, Nikki. <laughs> lucky man uh, lucky man Tori, do you want to go first? What how, what were your overall thoughts and like feelings about the episode? And what would you rate out of 10, Lulans? Um, I'm still really excited. I feel kind of reserved in my overall excitement, though. I, I feel like I'm just, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? Like, some, there's something more here. I think it's probably coming in the next couple episodes, right? Like, we're kind of a little ways in. I feel like we've kind of met everyone we have some things going here so i'm hoping it picks up i guess is what i'm saying I, i'm hoping it picks up a little more but of course i'm intrigued and i'm excited to see where it goes so and then my rating i guess yes, i ten. like an eight maybe eight ten. that's good like an eight yeah solid, yeah. solid day's work 
But yeah, you don't have to feel too pressured because at the end of the day, these ratings mean nothing. <laughs> don't have them one bit. I just want to give 10 because I just want as many Lulas as possible. Yeah. So many Lulas. Oh. Too many Lulas. Nikki, you weren't here last week, so why don't you go first? So you get yeah, no worries. Um, yeah, I thought this was a great episode for all the reasons we just spent the last hour talking about. Um, <laughs> it's beautiful, everything. Uh, one thing I did want to mention before we left, uh, we had the title Animation Awe. I want to quickly go to Animation Awe because <laughs> Wrecker and Omega, when he finds her in the tunnel, picks her up, and he's like, I got you, little one. I was like, oh. like that, their relationship is, is so awesome. Um, so I really don't want him to snap. <laughs> um, so, but he got hit anyway. in the head again this week. I don't want to think about it. Worry about that later. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I really, I really love the episode. Can't give it full marks because there was no crosshair. So I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. It was beautiful. Very cool. Claire. Yeah. So I, yeah, I enjoyed this episode too. Some of the best animation that we've seen. I was about to say so far this season, but just leave it at so far because it's just been beautiful. The action sequences were animated incredibly. Um, They kept this episode full of weird Easter eggs, which are my favorite thing on the planet. We already mentioned Thick Boy. We already mentioned Aqualish <laughs> with headphones. We already mentioned uh, the Buggles, the the army of Buggles that are the reason that Omega went missing. Um, droid conversations, just absolute lovely, ridiculous weirdness. I, I live for the weirdness. Um, the more I've watched it as well, the more it's grown on me. That's like kind of been my experience with all of these episodes, except the premiere. The premiere, I was instantly like, this this is mine. This is my stuff. This is my thing right here. I enjoy it. Thank you for showing up, Dooku, just in time for ratings. We have been blessed. <laughs> kitty cat. Hey, buddy. Um, but yeah, so I, I, it was weird. It was fun. It was beautifully animated. Um, there were moments of just like sheer dread, just the way that they animated Fennec, like almost like a like a wild feral cat like like when they rush puts the helmet on and all of a sudden they just everything shifts and everything they just the way that they did it all oh, real great enjoyed it had a good time with it um i wish that we had progressed a little bit the one major well i guess it's not major but my one little nitpick is i wish we would have seen or at least alluded to who could have been uh she could have been calling at the end but that's not really a complaint because I enjoyed it just as much as I would have what they, what they've done that. So anyway, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it an eight out of 10 Lulas today. I won't be splitting any Lulas in half. <laughs> so Remember they've not half been asleep. finished yet. They're exactly. Only half they are half assembled. They're not cut in half. <laughs> not destroyed. Um, <laughs> we don't destroy Lulas here. <laughs> no. <laughs> We don't accept that in our mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really liked the episode. Um, and I want to shout out as well. The episode was written by Christian Taylor, who, if you don't know, he wrote both the Mortis and Yoda arcs Ooh. from season six of the Clone Wars. Dang. Which are some of my favorites. He went, he went simple. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, actually. So I was like, I don't know. I, just, I, just, I, I, I love that person's, like, he's, he's obviously got a good track record of Star Wars episodes, especially in animation. So I was really happy with the episode. I thought it was a nice... Um, I thought they did a really great job at not saying they slowed down, per se, 
because it was a very action-filled episode. They balanced the action, but emotionally they sort of tampered it a little bit because last week was such a, a an adrenaline pump. Like there's there's only so much you can do when <laughs> like crosshair is like attacking civilians, and then we have to delve into yeah. his mind. I need a little cool down from that so we can next time we see crosshair, it's gonna hit even more again. So I felt like. I thought they did a really great job in terms of that. The animation was beautiful. The sound design was great. I love seeing all the astromechs and the droids. I liked seeing the, the puppies and the kittens. And I don't know why I'm talking about Bill Cosby. Um, I, I really... <laughs> and I just really loved the overall like episode, I guess. like I just It really felt like a really fun mixture of both Rebels and The Mandalorian. I feel like that was a nice little blend of those. So I feel like I'm going to give it... I was going to give it an 8.5, but I, I can't really knock it down that much. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. Ooh. Maybe for the same reason as Nikki. Like, no crosshair, so I can't give it a full 10. But also, it was kind of appreciative that he wasn't in it, because I needed some yeah. cool-down time. Well, last week was very character-heavy. Yeah. Um, dead, like, deep. And this this one didn't do as much of that, but still, still kept it flying. This episode felt like the reason why I love watching the chase scene in Attack of the Clones. And that is the action, the score, and the visuals. Like, you leave this episode and you feel fulfilled because there's so much pure adrenaline pumping. And you're like, this is pretty cool to see these people fight. Uh, I had very much Empire Strikes Back vibes when you saw Omega hanging from the top of the, of the building, I guess. Which I get, <laughs> that's the weirdest sewer ever, where it went from the sewer <laughs> to the top of a building with about five stories. seconds. <laughs> taking a dump off top of a roof um, <laughs> so yeah I, I overall I think we gave it what, a decent score maybe like 8 out of 10 overall 8.5 8. 8.5 8. 8. perfect yay math was easy this week yay. math was easy this week <laughs> which is always good for us well Tori it's been a pleasure to have you on thank you so much thank for you. talking bad batch stuff with us and we want to know where can people find you yeah thank you so much uh for having me it was really fun um you can follow me at the mandatorian on instagram and on twitter um you can follow my shop creature cartel at uh at creature cartel and at creature cartel shop respectively on twitter and instagram Oh, wow, look at that. Hey. Uh, wow. Look at that yeah, Bad Batch fans. You may find that cool. Bad Batch Hunter headband. Um, and I might have something else in the works, too, that's Bad Batch related, but we'll see. Oh. Um, yeah, maybe. Um, and then you can <laughs> check out my uh, show, The Mandatorian Creed, on the uh, Octo Radio Network. That is at Octo Radio on all social platforms. Um, and that's on iTunes, Spotify, the whole deal for... Um, podcasts and you can also check out the show that started it all on octo radio octo radio as well your lightsaber dives were awesome thank you so much it was very fun who who doesn't love a lightsaber right i Um, mean now i'm a lightsaber fanatic i will say it's not that i didn't like them but i was kind of like like the jedi aren't like really my thing i'm more of a like smuggler bounty hunter kind of kind of gal so but now i'm like I want to buy a lightsaber. <laughs> so, I want to steal one. I want to make one. I want to buy one. 
Your excitement over the dark saber this week was pretty cool. It was like, oh, I can't wait to get that as well. Let's do that. Um, yeah, um, definitely check out Octo Radio again. It's really a clever way to have both shows in one podcast, so that you can listen to both and follow them all on that simple Twitter handle, and that way you have to follow fifty accounts, um, which is good <laughs> because Twitter is, <laughs> is, you know, crazy. Uh, yeah. yeah, and oh, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Where can people find us? <laughs> this is a weird episode. Um, <laughs> don't forget to follow us by buying our merchandise or becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash podcast. All links are available in the description below. Claire, where can people find you and your stuff? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Seastribs. Uh, you can catch me as well Monday, Wednesday, Friday on Kessel Run Transmissions. You can catch my new show coming soon, Night Sisters Night In. Have a glass of wine, chill out. It's going to be rad. Janae is my girl and she's real great. Follow Kyber Sisters if you don't because they're cool too. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it, I think. Nice. Uh, and people are following us at Sea Strips, right? Everywhere. Correct, Amundo. Yes. Nice. And what about you, Nikki? Yep, you can follow me at Nuquitius somewhere. There we go. Um, on Twitter. <laughs> um, and then you, if you're a patron for the Imperial Senate podcast, you can listen to the Sacred Jedi Bricks, where friend Reed and I watch uh, Freemakers and we'll eventually move on to the rest of the Lego Star Wars content. Um, and then. You can also catch me on the One Done Film Club. That is at one letter N done show, where we do all sorts of uh, film commentaries for various franchises. Our most recent one is very punchy, and that's coming out very soon. So catch that there. Well, actually, we got two episodes left of the season, um, and they're going to be absolute bangers. So check it out. Did you knock it out of the park with this latest one? I think we may have. I think we may have. Interesting. Interesting. Good to... Well, obviously, you can find out everywhere on, uh, on every podcast platform. Really great show. And if you want to listen to stuff that isn't great, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at C-M-W-A-S-H-B-Y. Why don't you sell yourself short? Ashby. You can also support me on Patreon Kofi, the links of which are available on my Twitter bio from my LinkedIn my LinkedIn? My Linktree URL. And if you want to find my LinkedIn, it's on my it's on my Linktree as well. <laughs> go so if you want go to... endorse his skills. Go do that. That would be nice. Or Isn't that what me. they do on LinkedIn? That too. Even better. Even better. Yeah, endorse my yeah, endorse me. Endorse my skills. Uh, but that's all we've got time for this week. Again. Don't forget to check out everything we've mentioned. Everything's going to be in the bio and the description as well. So if you want to just quickly look at the description and ignore what the hell we're saying, everything's there. Tory shop link, uh, the podcast, that's all there. And all our stuff is there too. So don't forget to check that out. That's all we've got time for this week. Again, thank you so much for joining us. Until next time, see ya. Bye. Bye, everyone.